When the COVID pandemic hit, many UCSC students, families, and faculty were left with the feeling of uneasiness regarding their health and safety and how the university life would be impacted by this global disaster. Among the shifting faculty at UCSC, Michael Luttrell, who is a part of conference services at the university, was asked to take on the grand task of organizing COVID-19 testing services. His effort and dedication paid off in many ways, but recently, Luttrell won the award for Outstanding Faculty at UCSC. Here with Slugcast, this is Jenna Hartz. So I was reading a little bit about the interview that you did for the UC press release. Could you tell me a little bit more about how you got involved with working with the Health Center? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So of course, when the pandemic hit, um, a lot of staff um, had to shuffle, do different jobs, pick up different things. Um, Unfortunately, our normal department is conference services. So we run events and camps and gatherings. Um, So when the pandemic first happened, the one thing that got shut down is you can't get together and you can't gather um, or have large events. Uh, Associate Vice Chancellor of Risk Services at the time, Jean Marie Scott, uh, reached out to CHES, College Housing Education Services, which is what Conference Services um, lives under, um, and asked if there were any people that could help out with um, potential testing or any pandemic-like planning for the university, um, as everything was brand new when this first happened. Um, being in events and planning and knowing the campus very well, uh, my name got brought up and I um, got pulled in on the risk and safety services side. Um, and as we developed and worked on plans on how we would actually move forward um, testing or working with different programs for the pandemic, um, that's where I kind of got connected with the health center um, and working directly with our medical uh, director, Dr. Liz Miller. Um, and ever since I've been working under her and um, running our testing program. That's great. And of course, your work was awarded with the Outstanding Faculty Award, correct? What were some of the initial reactions you had when you found out that you were the finalist for the award? Yes, yeah, I was uh, nominated with uh, several of my peers this year for the Outstanding Staff Award. And um, through the Staff Advisory Board and the Alumni Association, I was selected uh, for that for this year, uh, which was a great honor. Um, You know, I've actually recommended a couple people for the award this year. So it was, it was definitely a humbling experience and kind of a shock that, you know, when I got that initial call that was like, hey, you're, you're the finalist and the winner of the award. Yeah, at, f- at first when the, the person called me, they were, you know, they said you were a finalist and I was like, oh, that's great. And, you know, I was thinking like I'm one of the people selected. Uh, so it was kind of, I didn't even realize they were actually telling me I won the award at first. Um, and then when, you know, when they did confirm that like, no, you are, you are the finalist person that receives the award it was you know it was kind of kind of like just taken back um you know i've never thought about doing the the work to be recognized on our campus you know whether it was my old job or my you know my current role and what we're doing um you know that was never in my mind it was just like i'm gonna do this for accolades or whatnot it was more just you know helping out our community and being part of our 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 campus um, and making sure we can get back to um you know whatever normalness is 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 these days. Um. Definitely. And the work that you were doing is very clearly important to these times that we are in, as everyone says. Why do you believe that having the COVID testing and the COVID procedures are so very important to the UCSC campus right now? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just identifying um, if someone does have COVID. I mean, it's it's been amazing that we've been able to 
as, as to date, my understanding is we haven't had any campus to campus transmission, um, especially early on. I mean, when we did have people on campus, what was allowing us to keep those people that had nowhere to go um, when the campus first shut down um, in the springtime um, and, you know, pushed people off campus, um, we had to, we still had people that had nowhere to go. So the campus had to provide housing for some people um, and being able to, to test those people and make sure everyone's safe on the campus just made everyone, made it a lot easier to house people and keep people on our campus. And then especially the people that had to do the work that weren't allowed to work remotely. You know, we still had people that were on this campus working day to day to keep the campus functioning. Um, so being able to provide testing, um, and quick, I think the, the, the speed of the actual results is the other thing that's been pretty amazing with the program with our uh, molecular diagnostic lab, being able to turn results around in, in 24 hours or less um, is also what's been a big part of us being able to, you know, keep the spread to zero on our campus. So when someone did contract it in the community or tracked it back home or, you know, wherever they might got it, when we identified that person as being positive, our health center team um, does a contact tracing portion and was able to identify, you know, who they might have come in contact with, isolate them right away. Um, you know, we put them in quarantine isolation housing uh, for the duration um, while they're um, potentially um, could expose other people. And it's been able to, like I said, keep the spread down and not have any transmissions on campus, either from student to student or student to staff or staff to staff. Um, we had a, a very high peak um, of just the whole world in the country did when we hit um, the winter time, uh, the break last year, winter break, um, you know, when those students that were on campus went home, when staff went, you know, people did have gatherings, people, you know, saw their families, they traveled, we saw that huge uptick of cases um, in the community and even on our campus, you know, we, that was when we had the most positives that when people did come back to campus, but, you know, being able to identify those and, and you know, let people know that they're positive and put them in isolation housing or making sure they're quarantining, you know, kept the spread down and made UCSC a safe place. Um, and now fast forward into this year, uh, being able to identify people coming in as we go back to in-person classes, as we bring the student body back onto campus. We have, well, you know, a little over 9,000 people living on campus. We have, you know, another 10-ish thousand people that are commuting to campus every day or, you know, a few times a week. So. You know, the initial uh, making sure everyone had a negative test before they came to campus, getting everyone tested, you know, five to seven days after they got to campus. Um, if they didn't come with a negative test, they had to test right away. Um, so we're able to identify, you know, if we have any positives um, out of that and just, you know, keeping the campus safe. So when we have large numbers of people in classes and people in meetings and whatnot, they can feel even more safe that knowing that people um, that they're meeting with or gathering with are, are negative for the virus right now. Yes, you you beat me to my next question, but I was going to ask how things have changed from this past year to what we are seeing now. If you were a part of the planning of the badge system and all that, what were the steps in helping open campus back up for you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it started with the vac the vaccine policy. I mean, that was the the biggest thing that came down from um, Office of the President for the whole UC system. Um, that was kind of the starting point of you know making sure we can be as safe as possible. So once that was solidified, that everyone had to get um, vaccinated to be on campus um, or have an approved exemption. Um, that was kind of our starting point um, and that was where we built the the testing requirements around um, and how we would bring people back 
I mean, the whole pandemic's been changing. You know, our, our plan in early summer is, was drastically different than what we initiated because of the Delta variant and different things that were happening over the summer and as we came back. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the badge systems is, is great. Uh, we implemented, that's been implemented since the beginning with the Student Health Center. Um, and incorporating the vaccine into that, um, you know, allows people to, to know if people are A, compliant with the vaccine policy and if people are testing and doing their symptom survey. Because um, that's the other big uh, piece of this besides testing is just making sure people are taking their daily symptom check um, and answering those questions honestly and, and you know, putting themselves kind of in a, in a mindset of like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling too great today. And kind of just, you know, normally it's like, oh, I have, you know, a cold, I have sniffles, I, you know, I don't feel too great. People do go out in public and, you know, we've always just been like, oh, I'm going to push through it. And now it kind of, makes you reset um, that mindset every morning. It's like, oh, wait a second. Okay, this, there is a pandemic going on. You know, I, I might not feel that great. I probably don't have COVID, but you know, for the safety of everyone else, I should stay home until we can figure that out or go get a test to make sure. Uh, so that incorporation into the, into the badge system has also, has also been very viable, uh, valuable. Um, and then just, you know, having that, I think it was that badge system helped move in um, process go. Our, our housing people could check, you know, you have a green badge. Okay, you're good to go. You show your negative test. Here's your keys. You can move right in. There's no, you know, fumbling through paperwork and trying to find your vaccine record or your testing record. It's just like we know what a person's status is based on um, what color their badge is. Um, and then just if people, you know, same with dining, you know, if you're going to sit down in amongst other people, we know that you don't have current symptoms, you have been vaccinated, you have, you know, if, if you're unvaccinated, you've had your tests, they've come back negative. Um, so it's allowing us to, to people to feel safe, whether it's staff, faculty or other students around people. Um, so I think that's working very well. Um, you know, people are showing if they have their yellow badge, they need to take their symptom survey. If they have a yellow badge and they've taken their symptom survey, they have a testing requirement. So they gotta go get that test um, at our sites. And then once they get their test and done that survey, their, their badge turns green and they're free, free to move about or join classes or join the dining hall um, or whatnot moving forward. So it seems to be going fairly well. I know people are, you know, dining's checking those badges when they go into the dining hall, as I mentioned. Um, people that come to work, um, student staff have to show their badges to get into their work. Um, I believe some classes are, are starting to check them as well. So, you know, it's a big part of our program and making sure that um, we can keep this campus as safe as possible. Um, it's been a, it's very different from last year. Like I said, we were doing, um, we had about a thousand people on campus and now there's, you know, like I said, over 9,000 living and another 10,000 commuting every day. So with that big, huge population as safe as we can be and, and um, making sure everyone's negative, it's gonna keep that, that spread down um, if we do ever have a surge again. Yes, I would also say that the idea of staying home when you were sick is also a cultural shift for some people, especially here in the US where toughing it out has been a normal concept here since forever. Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the only other thing to highlight is is our students. I mean, I, I think early on in this, in this pandemic, when I was first starting, we were trying to figure out how we're gonna do this. Um, and there was this, you know, it's like, okay, we're gonna, we don't have the staff to, to test thousands of people a day. It's like, we have to rely on our students. And, and you know, we, that's where we created the student jobs and our kiosk uh, testing attendants that are working at the sites and doing majority of the, of the work. Um, we have a handful of staff supervisors that are out there helping and assisting, but um, 
early on, it was just like, are we going to get, are we going to have people? Are people going to want to come out during a pandemic and work? And, and that just, just floored me. When I turned on those applications, I think the first day there was a hundred people that applied. I didn't even know there was that many people around. I mean, I knew we had a thousand people on campus. We had, you know, some people down in the community, but the response of students that wanted to help um, other students and help our campus community was, was, was just amazing to see. And, I'm sure all of the students greatly appreciate the work that you and your team have done to make sure that they can be on campus and return to at least a partially normal university. Thank you again for making the time to speak with me. For more information on UCSC's COVID procedures, visit the UCSC website. Testing is currently available in the quarry and make sure to fill out your symptom checks and keep your badges green. For more episodes, follow us on Instagram at dsas.ucsc or on Spotify.